the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Trying to get ready here, okay? Give me Are you ready, Kerry? I'm ready. I'm not. Okay. Where's my? You're not ready. You stole my notes again. The Indians were ready the other night against the Yankees. Right? Okay. Damn Yankees. Still no score, and Jose Ramirez is at his best when he is playing the Yankees. He is batting 354 with six career home runs. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to right center field. Gardner back at the wall, it's gone into the Yankee bullpen, and Jose Ramirez has his first career grand. It, it didn't stop there, Jason Kerry. Kittness. Jason Kittness jolts one. Deep right field. That's gone to Souvenir City. Back-to-back Jacks. He's hit his 12th, and the Bluebirds are out early. And the Indians lead it 5 to nothing. And the Bluebirds stayed out all night. Jack Green, since he's been back, I mean, he's been so dominant, and that's the problem. Did you hear this game? No, I don't. I'm not a baseball. I mean, I haven't seen a baseball so game with the, you know, the Yankees. The ninth man to hit Roberto Perez. Swing and a line drive, deep right field. Back goes Judge and it's gone. Right. I could listen to Tom Hamilton call these calls all night. <laughs> Can I just do this for the rest of the show? Yeah. No. Still haven't. Anyways, they ended up they won 19-4, Carrie. Okay. Go Trot. You know, I told you this is going to be an incredible fall, you know, sports town, you know, mm-hmm. with the Tribe, you know, in a pennant race and it, you know, the, the the Baker Mayfield train a rolling, you know, uh, Browns played tonight, right? So, we'll see. Anyway, so that's it's an exciting time for me. And 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 I maybe maybe the audience would rather, you know, hear me talk about that than what we're really here to talk about, which is an inverted yield curve that everybody's jumping off a cliff. Right, and 
the potential of what really it comes down to what can you do about it? Should you worry? Do you have a process to know how it impacts you or not? Our clients do. So, you know, we'll talk a little bit about that and what you can do to protect yourself uh, as well as not, you know, think that this could ruin your potential retirement plan. Um, And hopefully, you know, the glory days will return to uh, not only the Cleveland Indians, but the Cleveland Browns. Okay, why don't you get us started? All right. Well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We are here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. And we are a financial educational radio talk program here to give you helpful information about issues that may impact your financial life and hopefully make you aware of issues that you weren't before and how tax law changes and other financial news may or may not impact you. And that's whether you're working or somebody who's already in retirement and facing those issues. And we are sponsored by the estate planning team and the estate planning team is a fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm. We are not investment advisors today. We're going to talk about how examples of how our planning process really helps people. And even though we don't do investments, um, most of our clients either work with an investment advisor already, which we're big on coordinating and plans. And um, if you don't have one or looking for one, we can always refer you to ones that we've worked with or clients we have coming in now do their own investments. Um, Different companies offer that and they handle that. And we work through that process as well. And we've been around more than 34 years in the greater Cleveland area, helping people solve problems, save money, use opportunities, and avoid traps in the complicated tax code and make you aware that there are opportunities in every economic situation. And we're big on having a plan so you know what adjustments, if any, that you need to make and how can you react quickly and instead of emotionally, which could cause you more problems down the road. Um, we offer a free no obligation consultation for people who want to come in and see how um, our process is different and if and how we can help you. We have retainer fees. We have hourly planning options for people who want a little bit of help. A lot of time people, you might have wor- be worried about the news and things going on. Um, maybe this is a time to take and, and look at these issues and see, should you worry? What can you do? The bottom line is... I can't control what the market does. I can't control trade wars. I can't control all these extra what what politicians say that could cause things. But I can control what I'm doing with my own plan, my own money, the choices that I'm making and being very proactive. And that's what it and this time of year anyway, Farkland, we're gearing up for fall, which it kind I know we had some warm days, but yeah, it's kind of felt like a little bit. And it's kind of nice sleeping weather. Yeah. But um, it's a good time of year to start looking at it because once that year's over, that's it. Each tax year stands alone and um, we're gearing up for our busy um, year-end planning time. So if you want to take advantage of a free consultation, you can call us and do that. And do consultations by phone or in person or I will keep listening. I'm gonna, or, you, or you can go to the website. We do have the fall planning classes posted in September and October. You can call 440 239 2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit com. All right. And listen to Mark Dolly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 34 years. And we do it one plan, one family at a time. And over those decades, we certainly have gone through our share of U.S. recessions or bear market crashes mm-hmm. and what have you. And it, it's it's never an easy 
you know, because mm-hmm. you're always saying, well, the sky's falling or, you know, or what do you worry or what we what me worry, you know, the mm-hmm. old Alfred E. Newman, you know, uh, camp. Right. But in, in either case, like you were saying, it's not so much that, you know, you can't control these things that can happen, that you, you know, outside of, you know, your own environment that will affect you and your retirement. But you can, you know, get prepared. So it's not so much a matter of. It, you can stop these things from bad things from happening or you can time them so you know exactly when they're going to happen or how long it will be before it happens again right you can't do that um you know but you can be prepared mm-hmm. and being prepared maybe is the best that you can do mm-hmm. um as opposed to just saying uh you know winging it and saying well i guess if it happens then i'll change um, but that may be a, a tough you know, situation, perhaps, you know, especially if you're retiring, you know, the year before that bad economic thing happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because maybe that solution is you're going back to work. Right. Um, or maybe you're going to not retire because you don't know and you don't have a process to judge it. We've right. had people. I'm worried. So I'm just going to work longer. Well, how do you know that you have to? Right. And so that's the whole idea. We, If you listen to our, our show or if you go back and listen to the podcast, Carrie, I want to remind people mm-hmm. how to get the podcast later on. But the idea is we've been talking about build your own plan R. And the R could stand for, I mean, as, as opposed to plan A, right? So right. everybody has a plan A, meaning that if things go exactly the way I plan, that's my plan A. Okay, well, just for fun, maybe you want to build a plan R. Right. And in this case, it could be a recession plan. It could be a recovery plan. Um, we've been talking a lot over the last five weeks about uh, Roth, you know, you know, Roth mm-hmm. and, and how a Roth IRA could play into, you know, protecting yourself into the future by, you know, getting money into a tax free. Especially uh, if, you're wor- if you're worried about tax rates going up in the future or, mm. you know, you know, and, and and maybe we'll even talk a little bit about what some of the Democratic uh, candidates for uh, POTUS are talking about here. A little crazy. So that's the plan R. So we'll talk a little bit about that today. And, and what, of course, what really, um, you know, create havoc this week was the inverted yield curve. You know, mm-hmm. when, when you saw that the two-year, you know, rate was higher than the 10-year rate, you know, and that was one of those um, warning signs that troubles could be ahead mm-hmm. for the U.S. economy. So a lot of, you know, a lot of headlines in there. But before I talk about that, um, we're also still kind of wrapping up earnings season, Carrie, right? And and we've been saying it's been kind of mixed signals, right, with the earnings. Because a lot of people are saying, well, how are corporate earnings doing? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we heard that, you know, U.S. consumer is still buying, you know, retail, right? you know, good. But, you know, but, eh, you know, well, let's see. So uh, not to, you know, a couple of a, 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 mis, a mixed signal we saw this week is, you know, Macy's, Carrie, right? Mm-hmm. Macy's came out. They missed big. Okay. Um, they missed their target big time. Okay. Okay. So you can say, hmm, what's going on there? But then Walmart came in and they beat tremendously. Right. <laughs> they beat the record and say, oh, so what does that say? I don't know. But I mean, in other words, so I guess it means that 
are are people who would be shopping at Macy's are now shopping at Walmart? Maybe because they're concerned about a financial economic downturn coming. Um, could it just be, be convenience because you got a grocery store? Um, could it be right? Could it <laughs> a be in there? Right? Was it just back to school? You know, I mean, oh, I think which is true. You know, because we've had you know pretty good back to school numbers so far. Um, and also, but you know, they're also talking about, or is it just the millennials or the younger generations changing their buying, what they're looking for in a uh, buying environment? Right. And look how many people transition to buying online versus box stores. Right. And, and you can see how the Walmarts are trying to compete with Amazon, right? And actually, Carrie, they said Amazon, you know, the the the, um, the prime days, you know, that we talked right. about in July. Actually, they say uh, that stole a lot of the back to school business. Oh, They're thinking yeah. now the prime day, which, you know, happens in July, is getting so popular. A lot of people are starting to do their back to school shopping on, on prime day. Um, so they, they talked about that this year. Um, but have you heard of the Omni Channel, Carrie? Right, the Omni Channel. No. You know, um, one word, Omni Channel. No, right? I have not. Um, okay, so this is the idea that it, you know millennials, you know, are are looking for a better shopping experience. Okay, mm-hmm. now in other words, it, it's this crossover between brick and mortar, right, and internet. Okay, okay, um, and. So it, it's it's kind of like a play on a multi-channel, you know, when we started getting cable TV, right? And we right. Had, you know, all these choices. So it's kind of like, but that, but, you know, it's it's, an, it's, it's, it's it's this crossover between physical locations, e-commerce, mobile apps. You know, they want to be able to shop right from their phone and social media because they want to show all their friends what they just bought, right? Which, oh my goodness. Okay. Um, but they want to do this. So, so, you know, it's interesting because... You know, as as baby boomers, Carrie, I don't know, you may have saw this too, but um, we had to learn the hard way and accept the fact that our kids no longer wanted to talk to us on the phone. They wanted to text. Right. And they wanted to email. That's the way they wanted to communicate. You know, and and we, right. we all had to get over that, right? No, not, well, I was going to say, yeah, you might, but like in my house, um, if that was like the only way, then texting got shut off, and you could only call well, if you wanted to talk to your friend. I mean, where? Well, you you went another direction here. <laughs> yeah, no, no, because I think that too many people they talk about losing those skills and right. So, 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 what what happened was initially that offended a lot of baby boomers. Well, I agree. I think it, sometimes it, it's impersonal. But in retrospect, it didn't ruin the communications. Actually, you probably keep better track of your kids through text and emails. To you, some degree, right. Doing a, so in the end, maybe it's okay. I think well, it's okay. I don't know that it's... Mm. Well, so now the new malicious millennials are doing the same thing in their buying habits. In other words, they don't necessarily want to go to the store and start a relationship with the salesman. Right. But yet they want that contact with who they're buying from. Okay, so because I would think buying doesn't really matter to me. I want I'm a frugal person, so I just want the best value for the thing that I want, period. Right. Um, Well, yeah. So anyway, so so that's, you know, so it's it's so a lot of people are saying, well, which are the retail, you know, corporations going to be able to, you know, capture that or or provide that. So we'll see. Hmm. Um, All right. So what. So really, so um, I'm going to talk about 
the volatility and what what all what all triggered it this week, of course, was the inverted yield. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you know what? So you saw what happened, right? That it was the you know huge drops in the stock market. Then it would come back. Then it would drop again. Then it would come back, right? Um, and it, it's you know a lot of people are saying, well. Is this going to, you know, be the catalyst for the other shoe to fall? Hmm. Um, and you know, I don't know. It, it's it's not necessarily that. Um, I mean, we could you know, the headlines just came out of the woodwork. Right. right here. Here's just a few of them. So you know, okay. You know, first of all, you know, we've been talking about low interest rates or negative interest rates globally, right? Right. And, and I, I, no one can still explain to me how that works in the long term. Right. Um, and I don't think Japan has the answer either. Um, but, you know, banks are paying people to borrow money, and that's alarming news for global economy. All right. That's kind of the backdrop, right? You know, global economic trouble is brewing, and the trade war is only part of it. So these are just recent headlines, right? Recession fear hits Wall Street after grim China and German data. Okay. Bonds signal growing global distress as key yield curve flips. Now we're getting into when it actually flipped, you know, where the, mm-hmm. um, okay. Yield curves invert in US, UK as pessimism spreads. Now we have, you know, the self fulfilling prophecy going on, right? Um, stocks tumble after bond market flashes recession warning. Okay. Um, Trump rips Fed over the inverted yield curve. Yeah, I did see tank. that. I um, see that right. headline. Um, now, you know, and, and that's good, you know, and, and Trump has done everything he can to try to put pressure on Fed Chairman Jerome Powell um, to, to cut rates further. And, 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 and you know, in his, in his you know, rally speech in New Hampshire, he just blasted Powell. I mean, mm-hmm. more so than I've ever heard him before. And, you know, and, you know, what, you know, now we've got the, you know, Jackson Hole, you know, coming up next week. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, Fed chairman will be the keynote speaker. I, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm really waiting to see what he says. Right. As well as long as the other. Now, did you, you know, see that article where Janet Yellen came out and said, I don't think. Right. So, so, yeah. So that we're headed for a recession. Right. So, um, and, 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 and I've always said on this show, I don't think Trump should have gotten rid of Janet Yellen. Right. Um, I, I, you know, I thought, why get rid of her? Let her finish the job. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the new guy, the new president has to name his own guy. Um, he right. doesn't want any leftovers, you know, from the old administration. Right. Um, I thought it was a mistake at the time. Um, and I said that on this radio right. show and you know, but Trump did it. And now Trump's trying to figure out a way how he can fire Powell. Right. Uh, good luck with that. Um, you know, now. Um, because the media, the left wing media will just crucify Trump if he if he fires Powell, um, as well as a lot of people would say you, you just destroy the independency of the Federal Reserve. Right. Um, who's supposed to be acting independent of any politician um, for the good of this country. Um, right. So, okay. yeah, that's funny. Good yeah. of this. Com- yeah, so that'd tra- be nice. The trade war is rate. You know, so Goldman Sachs, you've heard of them, Carrie, right? Um, they came out. The trade war is raising the risk of U.S. recession. Okay. Yeah. Here's, you know, Janet Yellen. Right. So what mm-hmm. was, you know, her quote. So historically, it's, you know, the idea of an inverted yield curve on um, the two to 10 year and yield curve. So historically, it's been a pretty good signal of recession. 
And I think that's why you have to pay attention to it. But I would really urge on this occasion, it may be a less good reason for that is that there are a number of other factors other than human market um, expectations, you know, fruit path interest rates are pushing down long-term yield. So, you know, she's, what she's saying is you, you just can't look at one data point. Right. You know, okay. Because there's other things that matter. I mean, what's, what's, what's Boeing, uh, you know, what's boating good for the U S economy? Mm-hmm. Well, we still have the lowest unemployment in a right. long, long time. Right. Um, we still have possible GDP, well, uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, positive GDP. We're not anywhere near, you know, negative GDP. Um, the, the wage base is growing for the first time in a long time, right? You know, we're, we're getting maybe, uh, you know, 3% year-over-year wage growth. Um, strong, as I already mentioned, the consumer spending is still holding in there. That's just to name a few, right? So that's the Alfred E. Newman camp, right? Um, here, Jim Cramer, you heard of him, right? Um, Jim Cramer's not worried about the inverted yield curve, all right? Um, so a lot of mixed signals still, right? Um, oh, well, it hasn't been that way for a while. Um, but, but the point is... You know, so who do you listen to? Well, nobody has the answer. All right. And quite frankly, you know, there's not a lot of consensus out there on when is this next U.S. recession. Which comes back to really what I need to do is how is it, how could a U.S. recession or correction affect my plan, my spending, the financial choices I'm making. And do you have a plan to do that? And that's what we do with the estate planning team. And I know, Mark, you're going to talk about plan R um, shortly. But that's what we do is model in, you know, does that affect you? What kind of um, spending cuts do you have to make, if any? Are there opportunities in a down market or um, when there's economic uncertainty that you can take advantage of, especially take advantage of these more favorable tax rates, if you, um, I don't know how many we'll get today. When you start reading some of these proposals, it's tax increase, tax oh, increase, tax increase. We're not increase. really going to do that today, Carrie, are we? <laughs> All right, keep going. It's I'm disturbing. Sorry. But anyway, regardless of that, you know, do what you can. Be proactive. I mean, take action and look at your plan. See what adjustments and base it on objective, unbiased analysis. And again, we've been around 34 years. We offer a free consultation. We offer free educational classes as well that talk about planning strategies and concepts. There's a free workbook to our classes. Our classes are September 17th at 3 o'clock is the IRA tax qualified assets. So if you have company plans or similar assets and Roth planning class, we've spent a lot of weeks, the last three weeks, I believe, on Roths. And you're going to go, if you want to listen to the show on those, or if you can't make the classes, or you want to hear enough to then come in for a consultation or get some background, if you go to the website, financialfoodforthought.com, you can click on local podcast. If you click on the classes, you can register for that class on the uh, 17th at three o'clock in Middleburg. Then we have an evening class on the October 2nd at six o'clock in Independence that talks about issues that impact your lifestyle, financial stability, and for people who are getting closer to retirement and retirees. And we're going to talk about market volatility, rising health care costs, inflation, future taxes, retirement rules, and much more. Again, you can go to the website to get a lot more information at financialfoodforthought.com or to register or the podcast, or you can call 440-239-2090. All right, thanks. Yeah, and you know, just speaking a little bit, yeah, about the Roths, right? I was going to finish up my Roth conversation. Right. It would have been, I think, part five. Okay. I only have about twenty-four parts to do because right. every time I think I'm done talking about Roth, I, I get more phone calls about saying, "Mark, should I do a Roth?" 
Um, so, or, you know, I heard you talking about Roths, you know, maybe I'm, you know, so I, I haven't even got to all I want to talk about, Carrie. Mm-hmm. You know, I still want to, you know, so that, that'll be upcoming, right? You know, we'll take right. a little hiatus today from the Roth because I'm dealing with this inverted all these financial yield financial and, news. And, and what, and how do you, you know, instead of you being at home worried of whether you can still retire next year or if you could still go to Hawaii or if you can still help your grandchildren with their college education, you know, we need a plan. We need a plan hour. But back to the Roth. So things that, you know, I was going to talk about, you know, new, the new tax law changes that are being proposed, right? Um, businesses and Roths, you know, you mm-hmm. know, you know, that, you know, people, you know, don't know that, that you actually can have a business in a Roth IRA. You got to be careful. You can have all kinds of things in a Roth. Um, you know, the and, um, you know, another one would be, um, you know, some of the court cases we've recently seen, you know, with Roth IRAs and IRAs. You know, you know one of them, uh, there's a new 60-day rollover failure case, Carrie. And, and, okay. and another one, there's a case where, you know, the, the Roth IRA uh, uh, client, who was contributing, right, contributing to a Roth IRA. Okay. But as you know, as we discussed on those earlier Roth classes, there's if you make too much money, you're right. not allowed, allowed to contribute to a Roth IRA. And she got a little fan mail from, uh, you know, the IRS. And, you know, in court, she's saying, well, my CPA never told me I couldn't do it. Hmm. Okay. Um, think she thinks she's the first one to go into tax court with the uh, TurboTax defense. Hmm. Um, she won't be the last either. But uh, so anyway, so we'll talk more about those in uh, upcoming shows. But back to the inverted yield curve that just raised havoc this week in the markets. Um. So let's talk about the volatility, right, Carrie? Okay. Um, because. That seems when people start jumping off bridges is when they see those, you know, wide swings on a daily basis. And they're more and they seem to get a little bit more excited when the market's going down by those big swings than when the market's going up. Okay. Um, Do you ever notice that, Carrie? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, so I think, you know, so what do I track? You know, I don't get, I don't, tr- I don't care about the, the point drop in the Dow. That's a meaningless statistic for me. Mm-hmm. To say, oh, an 800 point drop, the third largest point drop in the Dow. Who cares about the point drop? I mean, it's percentage drop is what you're concerned about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, so, you know, but now, so what do I try? I tend to see volatility when the, in any one day, Carrie, there's a 2%, uh, 2% swing, either positive or negative, right. in the S&P 500. Okay. All right. Um, and, you know, and so I believe so far in 2019, we've had six of those. OK. Um, and everybody, you know, is getting all oh, the volatility is keeping me up at night. Six carry year to date. Right. OK. Um, and no parabolic, by the way. Parabolic right. would be a four percent, you know, movement in right. one day in the S&P 500. Um, you know, in 2018, we had 22 percent movements in the S&P. Wow. Okay. Um, and two parabolic. Okay. Now everyone's, you know, wishes goes back to the 2017 year. And that year we had zero 2% movements. Remember 17 was just a straight up all right. year round. You know, there wasn't that one day where there was a 2% movement in the S&P 500. Ouch. That's unusual. No, that's good. Right. Well, 
Yeah, you that, mean up? No, see, that's a good. In other words, the market was up huge in 2017. Right. It was just slow and steady growth. Right. Up. Okay. You're saying if yeah. it so it, good well, or bad, it just didn't make. It, yeah. In other words, what that's what you like. You don't like volatility. Right. You like smooth and even growth. You're okay. just saying it was very slow. Um, yeah, but it was very positive. That's can't be better than that. But when has that happened before? I, I don't know when it's happened before. Okay. You know, it's been a while. Um, you know, vo- what, what people start jumping off bridges is when they have the they see they don't know what to do because they're on the roller coaster. Right, it's up two percent one day. It's down two percent one day. It's up two percent the next day. It's down two percent the next day. So uh, I mean, compared to like for example, twenty eleven. Let's go back a little bit further. Okay, we had thirty five days. Okay. okay, six doesn't seem so bad. Does um, it? How about two thousand nine? Okay, we had fifty nine days mm. in so the in year. Perspective um, with eleven parabolic. They so twice the amount of four percent declines compared to this year's two um, percent declines. Right? How about the last recession, two thousand eight? Okay, seventy four days trading days of the year. The S and P had a two percent movement up or down. Twenty nine of them were parabolic. Ooh, that is what we're talking. That's when people are really start panicking. Okay, um, so is it is it volatility picked up here in 2019? Well, it really picked up last year in 2018. Right um, now, but the, the, the funny thing is, you still can look at year to date numbers and say, well, what are you worried about, Mark? I was going to um, say the first half of the year was phenomenal. Right. So you know we still have double digit year to date returns in the S and P 500. Well, it's like even for our clients, we look typically at year end numbers. Um, and some clients say, well, I'm way up. And then they said, well, use the more recent statements because December we were so down that, you know, and if we're using a four to six percent conservative growth rate, they're already up well more than six percent for those first six months. Right. So so this is where you but this is where this can sneak up on you. Right. Um, because, you know, and the, and, and the investment advisors, you know, you understand we're not investment advisors at the estate planning team. We don't manage clients' assets. We work with a right. lot of our clients' investment advisors, as you had mentioned at the beginning of the show, Carrie, or we do have a lot of clients who do their own investments. You know, they may be, um, they may be uh, subscribing to a, an investor newsletter or something. Mm-hmm. And they're following the guru's, you know, um, format or recommendations or they're doing it on their own, you know, um, you know, or, you know, but many of them still use a professional investment advisor. And so we do work with them, you know, right. and, 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 but you got to be careful about sometimes those investment advisors, Gary, right? because typically, you know, a lot of times if you're going in for a review, they tend to quote you uh, a return, right? That's what you're expecting, right? When you go in for a review with your investment advisor, Hey, how have I been doing? Cause I don't know how to read my 32 page statement. Right. i sometimes I don't even open it. Um, yeah, so, so can you just, you know, throw me a bone and tell me how I'm doing. Right. And a lot of times, you know, they'll say, oh, well, you know, year to date, you're X and X, you know, you're X percent. Okay. Sometimes they say, oh, well, on a, on a rolling 12 month, you're, you're doing great. Well, why is this time are you saying year to date, but next time you're using a rolling 12 month? Cause Cause it's it's not it's the better? same thing. Cause it's better. I think. Um, you know, um, you know, do sometimes are they giving you, you know, you know, if so, if that, if the investment advisor pulls that on you where, you know, typically sometimes when you go in to see them, they tell you what you've done on a year to date basis. 
uh, sometimes they tell you what you've done on a 12. I've had, I've had, you know, investment advisors jump to a 24 month rolling because year to date and one year rolling didn't look so good. Which can happen. I mean, Um, so. Um, because if you look at right now, actually at one point last week, if you looked at a rolling 12-month S&P 500 carry, it was slightly negative. Hmm. Okay. So you may still feel good that year to date, you're still double digit. But if you look at a rolling 12-month and you're slightly negative, hmm. does that you know, you know, take some air out of your balloon? Right. Um, now, in either case, you know, whether uh, your investment advisor is giving you performance year to date or rolling 12 month or rolling 24 month, right? The idea is, and no matter what he's giving you, just all, you need to always compare it to some benchmark. Right. Okay. Because whatever period that they're going to quote you, and if they're, sh- and they're trying to quote you a period that looks great, as opposed to one that doesn't look so hot, you know, regardless, compare that to a benchmark. Because what you really want to know is, are you beating the benchmark? Or at least staying up with it, at least not, you mm-hmm. know, uh, lagging the benchmark every time you go see them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, you, you, we could take this one step further, Carrie. All OK. Right, and talk about, you know, if you uh, you know, if you're out, maybe you're out interviewing possible investment advisors. Right. Um, OK. Um, or maybe you're just looking to do your own and you're going through the mutual funds. And or, you know, and you're you're trying to pick one out, right, that you want to invest in. So a lot of times, right, you look for the historic performance, right? Mm -hmm. And you could say, okay, what has the historic performance been? And a lot of people, you know, when you see those and you've seen those tables, right? Right. They'll show you one year, three year, five year, 10 year. Right. And some may actually say since inception, right? Um, but a lot of them stop at 10 year. Okay. Um, just for no reason, just because the industry says 10 years is probably beyond that. Doesn't even, you know, um, but you gotta be careful right now because if you actually look at a 10 year, that now excludes the 2008. So it looks really good. (laughs) The longest bull run in in market history. Right, I was going to say maybe a little too good. So, you know, if, and so you got to be wary if, you know, if you're looking at those 10-year performances, you make, you know, you have to find out is 2008 in there or not. And if 2008 isn't in there, maybe, you know, you want to say, well, besides this 10-year, maybe you want to go back one year and say, by the way, how did this strategy or this fund or this, you know, investment do in 2008? Okay. Um, for, you know, example, if, if you're trying to say, well, what's my benchmark? Let's say, you know, 60-40 allocation, carry 60 growth, 40 fixed. Very popular you know, right. over, the, over, over the decades, right? Right. Very popular allocation. Um, you know, if you look at, you know, and that's what the bench, so I'm for the benchmark, I'm going to use the S and P 500 index, right. For the growth side, I'll use the U S aggregate bond index for the fixed side. Okay. Real simple here. Right. Um, so how is that 60, 40 allocation done on a 10 year uh, annualized ending in 2018? Okay. Well, it's done probably better than 8% annualized. That's not bad, right? No. Um, but is it, is 8% going to hold up when you throw in 2008? 
No. Probably not. You know, so it's the same thing. You just have to, you know, you have to be careful when you're, um, you know, looking at historical performance and, and you know, some of those things. Um, and when you're building your plan, you want to be realistic and conservative and not necessarily get excited. And when you say those numbers, I think about early on um, at different times when we asked people to fill out goals questionnaires and what's our realistic growth rate. And when people would put 10 to 12 Fifteen percent that they wanted in their plan each and every year. The rational exuberance <laughs> days, right? Right. Speaking of Fed chairman quotes. So uh, you know, it's being realistic, conservative, using opportunities, and it's about even uh, even if you're one of those people that know, hey, I have saved, I put away, we have some great income coming in. I know that I can adjust and spend less, and I'm still going to be okay. But don't you want to make sure that you're taking advantage of opportunities so that you have a say instead of allowing money to go to the government in taxes, you can gift it. Or you can either spend it on yourself. You can help family, charity. It's about you dictating how your hard earned dollars are spent and using the opportunities that exist that you probably are in many cases people aren't aware of. The estate planning team offers a free consultation. We are accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. We are Super Service Award winners, multiple years of Angie's List. If you want to do some due diligence and find out who we are, what we do, um, you can also call us. You can do a free consultation by phone or in person. If you just want to get more helpful information, more detailed about planning strategies and concepts with a great workbook that does include tax tables and different thresholds to be aware of in both class workbooks, September 17th at 3 o'clock in Middlebrook Heights. It's our IRA tax qualified asset like company plans and Roth planning class, three o'clock in Middleburg Heights, October 2nd at six o'clock is a retirement class for retirees and people nearing retirement. And you can call 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Yeah, I, and I don't want to just pick on the, the stock guys, Carrie, right? I, right. You know, your fixed annuities can have a problem with those as well. You know, mm-hmm. the, the fixed equity indexed annuities that say, okay, um, I can never lose principal, right? Right. But double digit potential return. Right. Well, and, you know, basically, I mean, to get a double digit potential return in a, in, in a current uh, new, you know, contract, a fixed equity index annuity contract, that's chances are you have to go with the monthly averaging strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, not an annual point to point. Right. No, on an annual point to point, no one's saying you got a double digit potential. Right. You know, it's basically it's capped much lower than that. Right. It's a, the potential comes in if you if they allow a monthly averaging strategy mm-hmm. where they say, well, we can maybe go up a one percent per month cap. So obviously, like in 2017, if the market went straight up, then you were going to get double. You're going to get double digits and if you were in that strategy. Right, but what they but sometimes what how those monthly strategies work is that you have to work off the negative months in total. Meaning, like if you look at some of the months we've had where you know the S and P is down four or five percent right. in one month, you may still be up year to date in the S and P. But on a monthly average, you you got to work off those negative months, right? They can't. Sometimes they cancel each other out, and there's yeah. no growth. So be. you know, so chances are, you know, in a year like right now, where you know we have a bad bad month, you know, a couple of bad months in a twelve month period, chances are you're not going to get that double digit potential right. in your fixed equity indexed annuity monthly averaging. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, you got to be careful. 
about that. Um, all right, now, so now the, another question is okay, a six, let's go back to the 60 40 allocation or 50 or whatever you, you know, So the point is, if we now have these again, we, we, we are now thinking we're going to have these low interest rates or negative interest rates globally, but the central bankers are, you know, leaning towards that indefinitely. Okay, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of people out there saying that you can't assume what you're, you know, in the 60 40 portfolio, what your 40 percent fixed isn't going to get what it was getting historically. Right. With higher interest rates. It just won't. Okay, Um, you know, and have you taken have you adjusted your plan for that? In other words, um, in other words, if you were saying, well, historically, the 60-40 was good to get 8%, let's take a point off to you're paying your investment advisor, Gary, right? So let's say you were you're in your plan, you were saying, hey, I'm good for a 7% net of fees for my 60-40 portfolio. Well, you might not be getting that 7% over the next 10 years mm-hmm. with these low and negative interest rates globally, okay? Even if stocks can do their side of it. Um, you know, you might have to lower that. You know, a lot of experts today are coming out and saying you can't be, you know, in a 60, 40 portfolio, you, you, you shouldn't be thinking more than five or six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, if you maybe six, but you take a point off if you're paying someone to do it, um, for fees, you know, you may be, you, you know, maybe you ought to be building. You know, so part of your plan are maybe saying, I'm going to stay with a 60, 40 portfolio, but I'm no longer going to be using 7%. Maybe mm-hmm. I ought to be using five and see what that does to the longevity of your plan, right? Um, or similarly, if you're, you know, 50-50, where you were, maybe you were using 5%, right? Maybe you, about, you ought to use 3 or 4 um, and see what that does. You know, so that's that idea of, you know, running different models based on conservative, realistic assumptions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's the beauty of what, you know, the, 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 the robots that we have today, because we can run various models. You know, the idea is, you know, we're not trying to time the market. We're not saying, oh, I know the day to get out of stocks. And I know exactly the day to get back in. Um, no, I don't know if that's the way to do it, right? So how do you protect yourself for the next economic downturn? Um, well, one, again, is, you know, don't take on more risk than what you need to be okay, Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So part of uh, our process at the estate planning team, when we build a custom financial plan, is sometimes we let the robot calculate what rate of return the client needs to be okay. Well, that's turning it upside down. Right. Mm -hmm. How many of the investment advisors start with that? Um, you know, and, you know, and that's the idea of saying, because the reason why they don't start on that, because they have no idea how much money you plan on spending for the next 30 years. All right. Um, so they're not going to spend hours with the client trying to do detailed, you know, expense schedules. Um, well, I think that's a good example of what the estate planning team does. And we coordinated with that investment advisor. You know, so the yeah. So, you know, the idea is, well, let's build a model based on, you know, your expenses. You know, don't ask your neighbor how many trips to Hawaii they're planning. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, worry about yourself. You know, sharpen your own elbows. All right. Um, and, you know, and, and so the idea is saying, OK, if I've got um, so I'm you know, that's one approach. And let's say maybe your plan works on a four or five percent rate of return. So maybe you don't want to take on the risk of a seven or eight percent portfolio. 
you know, sequence of returns that ruined a lot of, uh, you know, early you know retirement plans back in 2000 and again in 2008. Because if you have a substantial economic downturn in the same year that you retired and started to withdraw from your nest egg, that hurts. Mm-hmm. Okay, we call that sequence of returns. You know, a lot of people learn that the hard way in the lost decade where we had two 50% S&P drops in a 10-year period. Ouch. Now, could that ever happen again? Mm, it's different this time, it right? Never, it never happened before. You know, um, I don't know. So, you know, it's it's that... Type of thing. So, so the idea is saying, okay, um, you know, how else can you protect yourself? Well, um, re, you know, rebalance. You know, if maybe with the with the with the strong market returns, your sixty forty is no longer sixty forty. Maybe it's sixty five thirty five. Maybe it's seventy thirty. So rebalance. Now, if you're using a professional, chances are they're doing that already. If they're not, you know, maybe that's a question you ought to ask them. Why aren't they? Um, Build up your cash reserve, right? Um, you know, the, the idea of, you know, protecting yourself in a recession, not that you can time it, but if you have a cash reserve that's going to cover your, your spending gap that you've got planned for the next two years, you know, you, you have the flexibility to say if we have an economic downturn hitting and you don't want to sell your stocks in a down market and panic, right, you have a cash reserve that can, you can go to Hawaii with. Um, you know, and if we don't have the recession in the year you're going to Hawaii, it's pushed up further. Okay. Then you have your choice. Then you might need a new car or maybe you need major repair, repairs. That or you just let your cash reserve ride and you, you're continuing to gain in the markets. You know, with the people who panic and sell their stocks low, not only do they, they locking in the loss, they're, they're losing the dividend. Um, all right. Um, Another one, and, and again, you say, well, if I go to, if I leave money in cash, that not that going to kill my rate of return? Well, I'm not saying go, and we're not trying to time it and say you go 100% cash. We're just saying part of the 40% fixed or 50% fixed is in a liquid position that's not tied to any market or bond risk, right? Um, I mean, right now, Carrie, have you seen the six-month CDs? You yeah, know, they're not that great. Well, I don't they're know. They're not bad. Two and a quarter to 2.4%. Yeah. If you, I mean, that's I haven't seen those then. Yeah, honestly. that's what I'm saying. This week, so brick okay. and mortar company banks around town are offering. I was going to say, I was going to say, I've seen like one seven five. Yeah, we're, we're talking. I've seen two and a quarter and two point four for, for six, six months. months. That's um, pretty good. That's that's halfway to your four or five percent rate of return. Right. Um, yeah. Um, the other one, a, a way to protect yourself is you know build your plan R. In other words, and say, okay, I'm going to model in the economic downturn. Okay, and and I want to see if that. Uh, jeopardizes the longevity of my financial plan. Because in reality, uh, if a recession hit or a bear market crash hit next year, it's not really going to affect your lives too much next year. Okay. In some weird way, it just affects the longevity of your plan, right? Um, you're going to you know, have less money later. Well, is that a problem? That's why people make knee-jerk reactions because they have no way of measuring the long-term effect of the next economic downturn. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do in your head. Right. Okay. Um, and so, you know, so how would you do that? Well, you know, the idea is saying, okay, well, let's say you were in that 60-40 portfolio, Carrie, and let's say we have a major economic downturn. Um, let's say we have a 22% decline in the S&P 500. Well, 
you remember, you're not 100% stocks. Let's say you're 60% stocks, Carrie, right? So mm-hmm. maybe you're down 13%. Okay, so you model, you tell the robot, assume a 13% loss next year or the following year, whenever you think it's going to happen. Then you're in a period of recovery. So then maybe the following year, you, you tell the robot, assume zero growth. Then in the following year, you know, you, you maybe you're coming out of the tunnel and see the light at the end of the tunnel. So you say maybe you book 2% growth. And then when you're finally through, maybe you say, okay, now um, book the 4% on going with my 50-50 because, right. you know, until interest rates come back up and these central bankers realize that negative interest rates isn't the long-term solution. You know, so that's a way, one perhaps way, you could model that in. That's your plan R. You could still have your plan A saying, you know, what me worry camp and, you know, the recession is still, you know, four years, five years away. Um, but, you know, the idea is you've got what you've got a plan R that says just what if it happens in the next couple of years, especially if you're planning on retiring in the next couple of years or you have a major purchase, a new home, you know, major purchase plan in the next couple of years. And, you know, the idea is that's a good start. All those things I mentioned to protect yourself from the next economic downturn. Brian, do you have a plan? Do you have a process? That's exactly what we do for our clients. And we've been having a lot of calls this week of people who want to see much more detail. We're working on this year for potential just to show people what maneuvers, if any, they need to make and building those cash flows and looking at year-end opportunities. Take advantage of a free consultation. There's no pressure. We only recommend our services. If you're someone who can benefit from the type of planning we offer, remember, we're a fee-based Ohio-registered fiduciary. What we do is build conservative, realistic, long-term plans. We believe in coordination advisors, customized plans. You can take advantage of the free consultation at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. Sign up for our fall planning classes. It's not too early. That's 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Um, you know, <laughs> we have a few minutes left, Carrie. So you open the can of worms, Carrie. For what? Which thing? When you mentioned the idea of, you know, what the Democratic Socialists running for president are going to do with the their solution for all the economic problems and, tax, and, tax 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 you know, tax and, and that's what you know that's what i kind of preference this you know you know the the idea of you know when when the say always says when the democrats say the way they're going to fix the economic woes of this country is by raising taxes mm-hmm. i believe them okay right um when the republicans you know say that they can fix all you know our country's economic problems by not raising any taxes. Well, I haven't heard I don't Republicans say that in a while. Um, well, I, I'd like to hear more people say, "Let's cut spending. Let's cut Congress. Spe- um, maybe their pension funds or cut their own right, some so, of their own benefits." But in either case, I don't care which party affiliate affiliate you belong mm-hmm. to. Don't believe any presidential candidate's campaign promises about taxes. But at least you can. I, no, I don't Carrie, believe it. just don't do no, it. No, 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 no. Let me finish. But I'm saying it, it, it gives you an idea of what they're thinking, which is disturbing. What's disturbing is that you're going to go into a voting booth and make a decision on something that has no possibility of ever becoming law. The president of the United States does not have the power by themselves. Right. Herself. Or, can I, do I have to be gender neutral, Carrie? By themselves. Themselves is okay. That, I guess. 
to change tax law. I agree, but if you know what they're thinking is, uh, you know, that's how you make a decision on a candidate is their opinion on certain issues. Yeah, and, I'm just going to listen to the Beatles. I don't believe uh, them. Okay, you got, okay, you tell, you tell me, okay, you brought it up. Okay. Who's, ta- okay, who, you got one there? Yeah, you know what? Only because I thought this one was so self-serving. Some of this. Beto. Beto? Who? Beto O'Rourke. Yep. He proposed a five, Good Irishman, by the way. A five trillion plan to address climate change, and there we go. Okay, he wants to institute a war tax to pay a what a war tax. What's a war tax? I, I don't know. It says to pay for health care for veterans. I thought health care for veterans is already a thing. I, yeah, I thought we were. That, I, that, is that something that I? I mean, that's a new households with members or veterans in the are exempt. So everybody's gonna. Don't we already pay taxes that go that are allocated to the Veterans Affairs? I mean, my husband's a vet, so I, I mean, I, yeah. Uh, he wants to Carry, incre- more, increase more, the um, top, military bride. top income tax rate from thirty nine or up to from thirty seven percent to thirty nine. Okay, where it was before that, right. you know, Trump's tax cuts and jobs. He, now the bigger one is he wants uh, capital gains the same rate as ordinary income. Wait, what? what? That's no. huge. So capital gains will be taxed as ordinary income. There'll be no zero capital gains. Right. It'll be no zero percent capital gains. No, no fifteen percent capital gains. It's all going to be taxed as ordinary income. Right. Ouch! That that'll help the economy. Yeah, and the other one is provide a tax deduction up to five hundred dollars in campaign contributions. <laughs> I think that is so rude. Like it's all about the po- politicians. I don't know. There were many that were disturbing. Okay, well, here, well okay. So, like, like the war tax, though. Like, that's not a new thing. Our taxes go to the U.S., you know. All right, I've got one. Okay, we only have a minute left. Okay, how All about right. how about um, Bernie Sanders? Okay. <laughs> Do you feel the burn, Carrie, right? Um, what is his tax proposal? Establish new rates for estate taxes. <laughs> okay. Oh, no kidding. 45% for estate's value at the $3.5 million. So he wants to roll back the current $11.4 million federal estate tax exemption to three and a half. Mm. Okay. Um, you know, that's, you know, for the states up to $10 million. You know, 50% rate for estate's value at $10 million more. Okay. Um, impose a financial transaction tax on stock, bond, and derivative trades. Remember, that'll that's hurt. how he was going to pay off the student loan debt. Yeah, right? that'll hurt. Um, eliminate the payroll tax exemption on wages above two hundred fifty thousand. That's what's going to solve Social Security. He's going right. to forget about that cap. Okay, um, increase the top income tax rate and eliminate the lower rate for long-term capital gains. Oh, Carrie, it's going to be a long mm-hmm. presidential election season. But don't listen to these. Have a good week. Tune in next week for more financial food for thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.